faded, and the land about him looked so huge and cold and stony still, you had not believed a single man might walk upon it. I never thought to see Thomas Cave alive again. We tacked to and fro amongst the incoming ice, and made our slow way down the great fjord, a luminous streak in the sky like mother-of-pearl showing where the expanse of the Greenland seas opened before us. At the last sight of the bay, Marmaduke had a cannon fired. The noise of the shot was so big in the emptiness that I was sure that it must have shaken him there, shaken too the last of the birds from the rocks come to dive and wheel and scream like dervishes about him. Karnak did not speak, save for the necessary. Not a human word out of him that day, nor most of the next. He knew that eyes were on him, for asking the question, making the challenge, pushing the man into what he had done. Karnak was never one who knew when to stop. Only Eskara, the Biscayan, spoke to him direct. A dark man with dark rings beneath his eyes, like he'd overworked them. A harpooner with more knowledge of whales than any other man aboard. It is not for you he does this, even though he makes you think that way. How can you say that? says Karnak, sullen in his responsibility. You were there. You heard it. I hear his words, but I am sitting away from you. I can see his face. He had the will on him to escape you all. I see that. I see that he is like a whale that must make its run to the ice. Don't talk in riddles, man. What do you mean? I mean that he goes to hide himself in the ice. His instinct tells him that of all the places in the world, the ice is the safest if it is a man that he wants to escape. That in the ice he is out of reach. He made a boast. The drink took him, that's all. There was a devil of a mood in him that night, you all saw, and he was too proud to go back on his word once he'd spoken it. He's never a man of many words, Cave, but by God, when he speaks them, he means to hold to them. He's a stubborn, proud man. It is possible, Mr. Carnock, Escara's voice was smooth as oil on water, but it is possible that he does it anyway. I think that he is only looking for a cause. Those light nights get to men. I knew that by then. I had learnt much over that first northern summer. You get dizzy with the light, as if all the time you were a little drunk. Cave got reckless with it. No doubt he wasn't the first and won't be the last. Mild, God-fearing men driven reckless out there. Men not in their right world, as if the Lord had never meant them to go there. Out of reach of all they were born to, that gives them proportion. All that is blessed by God and human size. Where day runs into night, and the works of man are hellish, and the beast so monstrous, that the object of a hunt is bigger than any creature should rightly be. There had been no whales for some days. I remember well the whole sequence of events. We had not seen a whale nor heard the sound of one since the fog had come in more than a week earlier, rolling up before the south wind to stand and intensify in the bay. For days we had seen no more than the looming shapes of the cookery, the tents and the weird grey outline of all the hoists and coppers and paraphernalia with which the oil was rendered. And among these the looming forms of other men that sometimes we took to be bears, and the forms of rocks that we took to be men, 
Nothing I have seen is so disorienting as that summer fog. Disorienting as much in the mental as in the visual sense, since there is no distinguishing any one of twenty-four hours, no time to be estimated by position of sun or planet, nor by any alteration of light whatsoever. In conditions such as that, it is not uncommon for a man to look up from his work, in which he has been absorbed for some hours' monotony, to start and look about him in bewilderment, and look to his companions, and ask if it be day or night, and they cannot tell him, and it becomes a subject of debate. After days such as those, I cannot describe the beauty of a change of weather, a movement of moisture, a shift of air, that broke it into separate strands of opacity and translucence. A breath of air down our necks that made us shiver. We looked up to the forgotten sky.